I told you I have a great surprise for you today. I am super excited to introduce to you uh, uh, one someone who's become a dear friend to me. We uh, have a lot in common. We were both knuckleheads at one time, and God has saved us and delivered us. And um, He has got a phenomenal testimony that I, I dare say very few of you in here have ever actually heard. So I'm going to welcome Mike Clefane. Come on, Mike. Uh, you know his wife well. Naoma preaches many times for us. But uh, today the spotlight is on Mike. And I'm telling you, you're going to want to share this video. It is powerful. You're going to be so blessed by this testimony. Come on up, Mike. And uh, let me turn this mic on. Just give it a, a whirl. Have a seat right there. Thanks for coming on with us uh, today. And I'm going to do this interview style. And uh, so have a seat, Mike. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a good friend. Mike and I, we talk on the phone. And uh, we have something else in common. I know y'all won't like to hear this, but we're both... I know 49ers is my favorite, but my second favorite is his favorite, and that's the Steelers. We're both <laughs> Pittsburgh fans. Yeah, Derek's in the back giving us a fist pump. Yeah, I know Bengals fans don't like that, but we are undefeated this year, so that's a good thing, isn't it, Mike? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Mike and his lovely wife, Naoma, and their three beautiful children, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit. I, I, you're going to sit back, relax, because you're going to be dumbfounded. I think you're going to be shocked by what you hear about Mike and his life and what God has done for him. So I'm going to start with, uh, with this, and I know that none of his family even really knew. I don't think Pappy and, 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 and Meemaw knew, but that's all right. You're gonna, you, I know you know his testimony, but surprise, surprise. <laughs> feel like Gomer Pyle now. Surprise, surprise, surprise. But, uh, Mike, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about uh, maybe your upbringing and, and your teenage years. And were you, were you always in church? Or, uh? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, when I was young, I was in trouble all the time. Uh, broken home. Uh, started using drugs, alcohol at a young age, uh, which led to uh, selling drugs, uh, other criminal activities. Um, and things of that nature, hanging out all the time, you know, just always in trouble, all trouble with the law. Okay. Um, so drugs, trouble, <laughs> jail time, I guess? Yes, uh, it finally caught up with me, and, uh, you know, I was in and out of jail a couple times, and uh, several times, and finally uh, got me on something good, and, you know, I was uh, getting ready to go to prison, and... Uh, night before sentencing, and I was laying in there, and anybody that's been in trouble, praise the old, uh, hey, Lord, I promise if you get me out of this one, <laughs> I'll do right by you. <laughs> and so that's what I said, and uh, next day I uh, stand before the judge, and he sent me to the penitentiary, and I was like, oh, well, I guess God didn't hear my prayer. And then he said, I'm going to suspend your sentence, uh, give you some time in the county, and then uh, put you on a probation for five years. And so I was like, oh, well, hey, it's better than what I was getting ready to do. So uh, so I did that. I got out, and uh, I tried to keep my promise. And uh, I started going to church with my mom here and there, and, uh, you know, it wasn't long, and I was back to hanging out with my friends again, and then, Back to drinking and drugging and getting in trouble and 
uh, all of that. And uh, so, and I still kind of would still try to go to church here and there because and, I knew what I was doing was wrong, but, you know, just where I was at. And so uh, a couple of times uh, I had went and the pastor was preaching, uh, talking about these deathbed testimonies. And I thought, hey, that don't sound like a bad idea. <laughs> I can do what I want, and then it's time to, time to go. I'll ask the Lord to forgive me, and that'll be that. And so that was my excuse, and I ran with it and was back out there, you know, into it hot and heavy. And uh, one night, me and a friend was leaving a bar, and we was uh, – trying to hurry up and get over to another friend's house. And uh, instead of walking around, we decided to hop a train. We used to do it all the time, get from one end of town to the other. It was no big deal. And uh, so. Like a freight train? Type? Yes. Okay. Yes, freight train. And so we were uh, climbing across it when I was getting ready to uh, hop off the other side. Uh, my foot slipped and I fell in between the cars. And it uh, took my arm off, uh, you know, busted my head pretty bad. Uh, I was messed up. Uh, didn't knock me out or nothing, and so I was laying there dying, and uh, I never thought to ask God to forgive me of my sins, you know, like I thought I would. So, so you, so you're, so let me just back this up just a second. So you fell in between freight train cars, and the and the train cut your arm off. Yes, yeah, train was moving. Wow, it's amazing that that didn't you didn't bleed to death first yeah. of all. And but second of all, you're saying that all this time in your mind, you thought, well, I'll just have a deathbed confession. But yet when it came time to where you thought you were going to die, you weren't thinking that way. No, no, not at all. I didn't think about God at all. I didn't I didn't even know what to think. I didn't even know my arm was gone. I just, you know, knew I was hurt bad and I couldn't get up. But I didn't know. I didn't know how bad I was hurt. Did your friend come and get you? Is that how you survived it? No, he ran up. Uh, we were. Thankfully, we were uh, only a few blocks away from the police station, and he ran up there and uh, got some help. And uh, so, you know, they were able to save me. Wow. Wow. So now you get through that experience, and, and I know for some people, I'm sure most people are probably a little shy to ask you what happened to your arm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, not too many people are like me. They'll just say, hey, man, what happened to your arm? Right. <laughs> but, uh, man, so your arm gets cut off. Uh, you're not thinking about God at all. I'm guessing you go to the hospital, they stop the bleeding, you kind of recover from that. What happens next in your life? Um, so I, I tried to, uh, you know, I don't know. I just got really depressed, uh, blaming everything and everybody for what had happened uh, instead of taking responsibility, you know, for myself. And, uh, you know, started... Uh, using more, drinking more, uh, you know, suicidal from time to time. Uh, just like that. Uh, thankfully, uh, it was like six months later, I was able to go back to my job. So that kind of helped. And, uh, but, you know, I, I wasn't ready to give up what I was doing. You know, I was still... I don't know, I guess angry, maybe angry at God, angry at everybody and uh, for what had happened. And so, uh, you know, I continued on that path. And uh, then uh, 
they, they decided to close our plant, so I lost my job. And so I was uh, staying with family and, and uh, uh, started you know, going back to church uh, a little bit. And it was more out of necessity, I guess you'd say, than it was about trying to have a relationship with God. You know, and uh, so, you know, but I was still getting into trouble and everything like that, and something happened, and I was blamed for it, and actually this time I didn't do it, but, you know, I'm sorry, Uh, this time I didn't do it, but I had, I had done so much before that it didn't really matter, you know, so I was kicked out, and uh, So your mom or... Mom. Dad or your mom kicked you out of the yeah. house. I was going to ask how your family was responding to the uh, uh, drugs and alcohol and things. Yeah, they didn't really want me around. You know, they knew what kind of person I was and the trouble that I was in. And, you know, they were worried for their own safety, uh, you know, not only for me, but other people and retaliation to me. So... Uh, so they kicked you out. What did you do after they kicked you out? So now you have no job and nowhere to go. Right. Um, so I was trying to figure that out, and I was wandering around town all day, and I thought, well, it's starting to get late. And thankfully, it was on a Wednesday. So I thought, well, I know there's church tonight, so I'm going there, and if anything, I'll be out of the cold for a couple more hours, you know, until I can figure out what I'm going to do. And the pastor was preaching, and he kind of stopped service, and he asked if anybody needed prayer, and I raised my hand, and he came over and he prayed with me, and I just—he asked me what was going on. I said I'm just in a bad situation, and so sorry, uh, I just said I'm in a bad situation, and uh, he said okay. He prayed with me, and then he asked me uh, if he could speak with me after service. So we did, and I had told him what had happened, and he said okay. He said. Uh, I'm going to let you stay here tonight, and I'll be by tomorrow, and we'll figure something out for you. And uh, he asked me, did I have anything to eat yet? I said no. And he said, well, I ain't got much. All I got is 10 bucks on me, but you can have it. And I went and got something to eat. And next day he came by, and we talked and said, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it's kind of hard to get a job. You miss an arm, and you got a criminal record. (laughs) And nobody really wants to fool with you too much. (laughs) So, uh, so I wound up staying there for a couple of months, and you know, kind of took care of the church. And uh, he would stop in and check on me. And so you lived in the church. Yes. Okay. Lived in the church, and during that time, I, I guess I started really getting to know God. And it wasn't about what He could do for me; it was actually trying to get to know Him. And you know, He had told me while I was there, "Hey, your days of." Uh, running to your friends, running to your families, and anybody else. Those days are over. You're going to learn to depend on me, and that's it. Wow, that's what God spoke to you. Yes. Awesome. And so I guess a couple months went by, and uh, phone rang one day, and my sister called, and uh, she said, hey, I got a job for you. So I was like, hey, okay. So uh did that for a couple of months, saved me up some money, wound up with an apartment. And, uh, you know, things were doing pretty good. And then, you know, started uh, 
messing up again, messing around with drugs again, alcohol again, and, uh, you know, trying to live two lives. Sorry. Trying to live two lives. And so when you say two lives, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I was trying to be a Christian, but, you know, I was still tr struggling to give up the drugs and alcohol and uh, just couldn't shake it. You know, I've been doing this stuff for a long time uh, from, you know, a young teenager to I was 33. Wow. So, wow. you know, uh, so a long time, you know, I kind of became all I knew. Uh, sorry, I forgot where I was at. Well, you were talking about living a double's life, <laughs> yes. and you were, you were in the church, but then you started right. using again. Once you got a job, I'm guessing you got the job, you got money in your pocket, yeah. so now you're able to buy some drugs and alcohol. Right. And so right. you're trying to, you're, you're vacillating between this double life. Is that what you're saying? Yes. You're in church, you're trying to do the right thing, but now you're falling right back into the same old habits that yes. you've done for years. Yes. And so... Um, that continued on for a while, and, you know, uh, just, I don't know, I knew it had to stop, but just didn't know how, didn't know how to stop, and so one night I was out, and uh, I'd been out all weekend, and I was at home, and I was, it was, you know, early in the morning, and I was still drinking and getting high and stuff, and I got up to go to the restroom, and I uh, started walking to the bathroom, and I uh, collapsed on the floor, and uh, I was laying there, and I was, uh, like, you know, uh, trying to get up, just groggy and everything like that, trying to get up, and I couldn't, and uh, no matter how hard I tried, and uh, it almost felt like I was being held down or something against my will, maybe. I don't know, uh, but I was uh, trying to make sense of what was going on, and uh, I started thinking, man, am I ODing? And uh, I uh, started begging God. I said, Lord, you know, I, uh, I don't want to die like this. I don't want to die like this. Uh, and all I could hear was almost like two voices. I kept hearing one saying, just go to sleep, just go to sleep. And I was like, I ain't going to sleep, man. And uh, so I started begging the Lord, Lord, I don't want to die like this. I don't want to, I don't know what's going on, but I don't want to die like this. And I thought to myself while I was laying there, what am I going to do? My mom can't even give me a good funeral now. Uh, I'm supposed to be a Christian. So you're thinking this while yeah. you're laying in the floor. Yes. I'm supposed to be a Christian. And what are they going to say? Here's brother Mike who died of a drug overdose. And I don't go in the same sentence. So I thought, man, I've brought all the shame and reproach I've brought to my family. Now I've brought even more. You know, and even worse now, too. I've not only my family, but I've brought it to God. Because, again, I'm supposed to be a Christian. And so I was begging the Lord, Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord, please. And the Lord said to me, he said, what is it going to take for you to understand that this is going to kill you? He said, look at you. You're laying on the ground again, dying again, begging for your life again. He said, what is it going to take? And. 
I said, Lord, I don't know. And I had seen my, the life that God intended to give me. I had seen it kind of flash before my eyes. I had seen that God had a wife and he had kids and he had a home, all these plans he had for me. And I wasn't gonna have now because I wouldn't quit. I wouldn't stop going back to that stuff. And he said, what is it gonna take? And I said, I don't know, Lord, I don't know, Lord. Now, the whole time I was laying there, I knew where I was going and I knew it was right. I had done this to myself because I wouldn't stop doing it. I wouldn't stop. So I told him, Lord, I don't know. I don't know, Lord, please don't let me die, please. Is there any way you cannot let this happen? And this was all probably a couple of minutes, but it seemed like forever to me. Yeah. And uh, he said, get up. And all I know is it felt like somebody reached down and grabbed me by my, uh, grabbed me by my arms and picked me up and put me on my feet. I walked over, I sat down in the chair, I was clear-headed, wasn't all whatever anymore, just thinking about what had happened. And, uh, you know, I thought to myself, man, it's, it's time to get serious. You know, I got to stop playing around, you know. Uh, and so I did. You know, I really started seeking after God after that. And uh, went to church uh, the next service night. Uh, Asked them to pray for me. They did. I said, one thing I know, man, is uh, I said, Lord, take this for me. I've tried to quit. I've tried every prayer there is to pray twice. I don't know, but I got to stop this. And all I know is it felt like the Lord reached in my chest into my heart and pulled it out. Uh, uh, and once, once I started getting serious with the Lord, he, I seen uh, God got serious with me. Everything that I had always wanted, he started giving me. You know, he gave me the wife, he gave me a family, he gave me kids, a beautiful family I married into. Uh, you know, he gave me everything I wanted once I got serious with him. Now tell me about how you knew Naoma was the one. As I know I've, t I've heard the story before. You're at church, and just tell everybody, because you're talking about the blessings of God. So you're, you're laying in the floor, literally bargaining with God, hoping <laughs> that he won't let you die like that. Right. And all these thoughts going through your mind. Then you get serious with him. So you start back in church. He's delivered you now at that point. You've totally been set free from drugs and alcohol. And so now tell me how you knew she was the one. Because uh, I know you've told me before that God spoke to you. But just share with everybody, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, so we were, we were at church, it was the end of service, and they uh, gave a prayer call. So I uh, didn't get up out of my seat, and I just was leaned forward on the pew in front of me and started praying. And uh, the Lord said, look up. And I looked up, and I was staring at Naomi, and he said, there's your wife. And I was you know, blown away by this. You know, I was just like, what? You know, wasn't expecting it, wasn't ready. <laughs> And uh, anybody that knows me, I'm very much a planner, so, you know, I don't like surprises. <laughs> so I was floored by this, but, uh, um, so yeah, that's how that went. Fantastic. So y'all get married, and now you would like to have a family, and what are the doctors, basically, what were they telling Naomi about the ability to have children? So they had told her that uh, she probably would never have kids. Uh, 
there was maybe, I don't know, minuscule possibility that she could, but probably not. Uh, but, you know, the Lord's blessed us with three children, you know. Uh, Ain't God good. So what would you say, um, what would you say to someone that's watching? That, you know, you're, you're from your teenage years to 33, I believe you said, somewhere yep. in that neighborhood. Uh, drugs and alcohol and just back and forth in church trying to do the right thing. It's not working out and you're vacillating back and forth. And then finally, you know, you got serious with God. God delivered you and set you free. What would you say to anybody watching right now that may be in a similar circumstance? What would you... Uh, because you've said a few things to me that just blows me away. You laying there in the floor dying and the Lord telling you, what's it going to take? I mean, that's just a miracle, Mike. There's so many people that don't get up from the floor like that, right. that they right. do an OD. I know I've done the funerals for some. And, and God has blessed you with that. What would you tell someone who maybe is in that situation? What, what kind of advice would you explain? What would you, what would you say now that you have the chance to look back? And, and what would you say to them to... to maybe encourage them or help them in whatever way? I would say, what is it going to take for you? Um, God desires you very much, and he is very serious, but we, we also have to accept him. We have to choose him. He doesn't make us. And uh, you know where you're at. You know where that road goes. It just gets harder. You know, and it, it takes you piece by piece. If that's what it takes, doesn't care. So what is it going to take for you? Wow. What would you say um, the years in your 20s, back and forth, would you have ever thought God would bless you with a wonderful job? How long have you been on your job now? Uh, 15 years. 15 years. That's incredible, man. God has blessed you. So you have a 15-year job. You have a wife. You have three kids. Would you have ever ever thought during those times that you would ever be in the place you are today back then? No. No, no not at all. I, uh, I just worried about making it through the day. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. That was it. So you attribute all the blessings in your life to God and what he's done for you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, uh, people that know me or knew me how I was then, uh, they, you know, they would understand. They know what kind of person I was. And uh, I just, I am totally blown away every day. Even when I start getting, you know, maybe not as diligent as I should be with him. And I uh, start thinking about how good he's been to me. And, uh, I mean, I just, I'm blown away by it, you know. That's incredible. Uh, so what would you say to someone um, who feels like, kind of like you did, and you say, man, I just feel hopeless with this thing. I just, I, I can't, I don't know how to stop, Lord. And, and yet God delivered you. What would you say to them to encourage them to say, in other words, is it, are you in a situation where you're like, hey, if God can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. If he'll do it for me, he'll do it for anybody. Uh, you got to make up your mind. You know, God's bigger than your addictions. He's bigger than your problems. And he'll, if you get serious, he'll get serious with you. He can take that, you know, uh, just like he did for me. Just take it, you know. Uh, but you got to make up your mind that's what you want, you know. Uh, 
we don't know how long how much time we have but you know every day that goes by we're, we're a day closer to our time being up and uh you know you don't know if you'll have the opportunity to cry out to him yeah wow that's incredible so man your, your arm gets cut off by a train it, you somehow survived that it's a miracle you didn't bleed to death right there right. it's amazing that your head wasn't there i mean it, it, a thousand things could have gone wrong there yeah. that worse than what actually happened yeah. near-death experience of a drug overdose on the floor to now with a wonderful job a wonderful wife wonderful children it's unbelievable what the grace of god has done in your life amen amen praise yes, god is. you have anything else you'd like to share or or say to anybody that may be watching that that, uh, that maybe just in this situation or needs some encouragement or anything, any final words? Uh, you've not gone too far and you've not done too much that God won't forgive you. Uh, I remember one of the times I was going to church and the pastor was talking about how rich God is and he said, God is rich in mercy. I almost kind of, yeah, whatever, who cares? Give me some money. <laughs> You know, that's where my mind was at the time. And, uh, but I, as the years have went by, I've come to realize how true that is. And uh, uh, God is merciful. God is truly merciful. I, I relate so much with you, Mike, because, uh, and for those of you that are watching, I, I honestly thought when I was living like a knucklehead, and I know you don't mind me saying that about you, no. we're, we were both former knuckleheads. Um, I can remember thinking, I'm going to wind up dead or in prison. I really did. I thought I, I believed that. I don't know if you believed that, yeah. but I, I did. I thought, and I'm going to die. And same thing, you know, how's my mom going to bury me living like I'm living? And um, just a couple of near-death experiences for myself, not from drug overdose, but just from near head-on collisions and some things going on. So I can relate to know where I was. And what God's done in my life. And it's only Jesus. It is only the grace of God for what he's done. I too have a beautiful family. And I didn't know if I'd ever get there. So I love your story. I love what God did for you. Um, man, I, I would just echo what he says if you're watching this online. It's never too late. You're never too far gone. You've never done too much. God is still God. And if you'll turn to him, God will change your life. I mean, this is an amazing story. It's an amer uh, just an amazing testimony. And I hope this goes over. I, I hope it just blows up all over the Internet because there's people that need God like us. We're, we're one of the fortunate ones. Yeah, Not everybody is. And, uh, and we're one of the blessed ones that got to see that, you know, yes. to be set free. So is there any final things you want to say before we pray? No. Okay. So uh, I'd like for everybody, uh, I know you're online, but you, you might just, uh, you know, say praise God, type in the comments. And for those of you that are here, what an incredible testimony. I, I mean, are you blown away by what God has, has done in Mike's life? Can we give God praise for what he's done in Mike's life? And uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Mike, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for being with us today at... Uh, and a little fireside chat. Thanks for sharing your testimony. Powerful, man. Very powerful. But I'd like for you to bow your heads now and close your eyes if you would. And um, if you're watching this online, and you may be watching this today, you may be watching it tomorrow, you may be watching it Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't know, just some point in time. 
If you're watching this, first of all, I'd like for you to share it with family members and friends who may be in a situation like this, who may be bound by drugs or alcohol. And, and I'm sure some of Mike's family felt like it was a hopeless situation. They had to kick him out of the house at one point. But look what God has done in his life. And so I want you to share this video with people. And, and I just want to pray with you. If you're watching this right now and you say, man, I need, I need deliverance. I need to be delivered from drugs or alcohol or some other kind of addiction. I need God to intervene in my life. I, I feel like you and Mike, Pastor, I, I feel like I don't, I'm going to wind up dead or in prison. And I don't know where to go or what to do. I want to tell you, if you'll turn to Jesus Christ, I, 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 just like Mike said, if you'll turn to God and get serious with Him, He'll get serious with you. It's incredible. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, is there anybody in here in the live audience or online? If you're online, just type in the comments, that's me, I, I need prayer. And we're going to reach out to you and pray. But if, if you're in here, would you raise your hand if you need prayer, special prayer today of anything? Because we'll pray with you if that's the case. Uh, and I know that there are some of you online, I believe this with all my heart and soul. I want to just lead you in a word of prayer. I, I want everybody that's watching this online, if you want to turn to God, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, come into my heart and become my Lord and Savior. Wash my sin away. Cleanse me from the inside out. Lord, take these addictions or whatever it is I'm dealing with, whatever it is I'm bound by, reach down inside like you did for Mike and pull them right out of me. Set me free in the name of Jesus. Come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, I would love for you just to uh, type in the word, I, I just gave my life to Jesus, or I just got saved, or however you want to say it, in the comment area. And we will, in fact, um, text the word believe to 513-586-4440 or click the link. Let us know. We want to reach out to you and get you some tools and help you. And, uh, and God can do the same thing in your life that He's done in Mike's life. Um, you can also text the word CONNECT if you'd like to connect with us to 513-586-4440 or click the link there as well. We also want you to give. Uh, you can give online or you can text to give. And uh, we thank you for that opportunity. Uh, hey, be watching for videos. I'm going to be putting some videos about uh, Christmas with family and some things we're going to do. Share this video with as many people as you know. I know we all have family members and friends that are bound by some of these things. And uh, what an incredible testimony of near-death experiences and all that God has done for Mike Clefane and his beautiful family. So tune in, share it with somebody. And uh, if you need prayer, you can call us, 513-554-4673, 554-HOPE. And we will be glad to pray with you. God bless you. Follow us on social media at the Bridge of Hope Sensi or thebridgesensi.com.